going to have to G'day, welcome back to the FIFO Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Boyd King, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about why I started this podcast. We're going to have a chat about mental health and learn a bit about mental burnout and recognizing the signs before you start going downhill. So initially, the reason I started this podcast uh, was I always had friends asking how we dealt with me being away and how Kayla went at home, you know, running the house while I was gone. And just to share a view on a different lifestyle to your standard nine to five jobs and all the challenges and everything that comes with it. Sometimes those challenges, they can turn into ongoing struggles and really start to affect people's quality of life. So that sort of became my next aim of this podcast was to build a bit of a platform and uh, start to help those people. Because if I can help one person from, you know, their suffering, um, then I reckon I've done my job in my eyes anyway. So in FIFO work, a study shown that a whopping uh, 33% of FIFO workers experience high levels of psychological distress. So that's twice as much as the general population sitting at about 17%. So this can be due to a heap of issues such as time away from family and home, uh, high demand workload, isolation, workplace bullying and many more. So these high levels of stress, anxiety and depression, they develop over time but they're often made worse by negative coping mechanisms. So they give you that temporary high but um, they can be detrimental in the long run. So some of these things are your drugs and alcohol, so whether you're at home or at work Uh, The overuse of these can pose a massive risk in losing your job and just the cost of purchasing alone uh, can hit the bank account a fair bit. Then there's gambling, so everyone enjoys those little highs they get when they get a good win, but um, yeah, eventually those losses build up and you can end up in a pretty bad situation financially. So the other big one is social media addiction. So all your Instagram and Facebook, they're just one big highlight reel basically. So you see everyone out partying, buying houses, having kids, and it can give people that uh, perceived pressure of, you know, that's where their life should be and not enjoying their life as it is. So that can be pretty detrimental to people's mental health as well. So while these things can be enjoyed in small doses, when they become a habit, it can lead to mental burnout. Uh, I fell into the trap a couple of years ago. I didn't recognize the signs early and it ended up getting the best of me. But um, before I share my story, I just want to go through the five stages of mental burnout and how to recognize the signs before uh, they take hold of you. So the first stage of mental burnout is the honeymoon phase. So when you start a new job, you often have that feeling of excitement, that drive to learn, high energy and um, some positivity. So in this first phase of burnout, the stress from work doesn't really bother you because you can use it as a motivator. And you're not really afraid to make mistakes at this stage because you're still on your L plates. So basically at this stage, the stress is there, but it doesn't seem like a threat to your health at that time. And you can create some positive coping strategies at this stage. You can continue to have this consistent positivity uh, towards your work and home life. So some of these things are exercise, good diet, sleep routine, and just keeping in touch with your family and friends. They can um, do massive things to help you um, keep that positive mindset and that satisfaction towards your job. But often, if you can't form these positive coping strategies, it can lead to the onset of stress, which is the second stage of burnout. 
and it begins with the awareness that some days are starting to become a bit more difficult than others. You find your optimism fading and you may notice some common stress symptoms beginning to affect you physically, mentally and emotionally. So some of these can be irritability, lack of sleep quality, lack of social interaction, so you don't feel like talking to your friends as much or you just want to be by yourself. Um, lower productivity, change in appetite or diet, forgetfulness and general neglect of personal needs. So one of the common causes that lead to this stage is when you complete your probation period at work and you're thrown in the deep end, you're expected to know everything about your job and what you're doing and that stress can be quite overwhelming which leads to the next stage of chronic stress. So this is quite a notable change in your stress levels. You very rarely feel a sense of motivation and you experience stress very frequently and that can lead to more intense symptoms along with um, the lack of hobbies or losing interest in your hobbies, social withdrawal from friends and family, uh, anger or aggressive behavior, decreased sexual desire, feeling threatened or panicked and increased alcohol and drug consumption which leads into stage four, which is the burnout itself. So this is where your symptoms become critical and living your everyday life regularly isn't possible as it becomes uh, increasingly difficult to cope at this stage. So everyone has their own level of tolerance, but it's the recognition that there are easily a majority of bad days instead of good. So at this stage, some of the symptoms are feeling empty inside or no purpose, uh, having a negative outlook on work and life, uh, your physical symptoms intensify and increase. There's a lot of self-doubt and social isolation. Your behavioral changes and a complete neglect of your personal needs. So just basic stuff like um, not doing your grocery shopping, not brushing your teeth or having a shower and that sort of thing. So that leads to habitual burnout, which is the final stage of burnout. So the symptoms of burnout are so embedded in your life that you are likely to experience significant ongoing mental, physical or emotional problems instead of just the occasional bad day. So this is your depression, your chronic sadness, your chronic mental fatigue or physical fatigue. So obviously once you get to this stage, it's pretty hard to bounce back. Um, you're still going to have your bad days. Even if you do get on the mend, it's a long road ahead and a lot of things in your environment can still trigger some of those symptoms. So as I mentioned before, I've had my own little battle with mental burnout. This is in no way a sob story or don't want sympathy or anything. It's purely just to show people that the signs are very subtle and um, I failed to recognize them when it started creeping up on me. So story time. I started mining in 2014. So I was renting with Kayla um, I was doing some bar work at the time when I applied at a local mine. Uh, it took a while and yeah, it started to stress me out a bit because the bar work wasn't paying a hell of a lot of money and um, Kayla was working her ass off to keep her head above water. But uh, eventually got the phone call saying I got the job and I thought it was wicked. You know, we could start building the life we dreamed of, the life we'd been chatting about for those uh, past few years. So I... Uh, first down the job you know the the first few months they were awesome i was learning heaps i was getting along with everyone and i thought it was pretty cool you know working with these big machines and um, all that sort of thing but after a while a few months down the track this is where i should have noticed the signs but 
I started to lose motivation, had no job satisfaction, and the fatigue started to kick in. You know, working those long nights, you get home and all you want to do is go to sleep and sleep all the way through till you have to get up to work again. It's um, It gets pretty hard to get out of bed. So the laziness would kick in. Like I said, all I wanted to do was just sit on the couch and watch telly. I never wanted to go out anywhere. You know, Kayla would always mention getting out, going down to the beach or seeing friends or just getting up and doing something. But I was I was just lazy. All I wanted to do was watch movies, even if it was with her, and play video games, that sort of thing. So that's when the arguments sort of... The blues started to kick in, and um, another big thing was losing interest in my hobbies. So even after a while, I used to love gaming, um, used to love popping online with friends, but even started to lose interest in that. Football as well, so I was sitting in a machine all day. Uh, that can lead to some pretty short hamstrings, so there was a lot of football injuries, and there wasn't a hell of a lot of time to make it worth playing either, so had a few years off here and there and yeah, injuries were a massive holdback and I just started to lose my love for the game really. So I got married in 2016 so it's cheesy as fuck I know but it's uh, to this day it's the best day of my life. It was just that temporary break from stress, had all your friends and family just in the one place, having a few beers, having a good time. You know our honeymoon was awesome, we did the classic Aussie honeymoon over to Bali and then we shot off to Thailand for uh, I think it was a week and a half, 10 days. So after that, it was back to business and um, it just all started going downhill again. It just felt like a dead end, like I was just going to be stuck there. So it was a bit of a roller coaster at this point because, you know, during those constant lows, I was feeling every day there'd um, be that little spark of happiness every now and then. So the big one was when Kayla first got pregnant, you know, of um. I've always wanted to be a young dad and be able to run around with my kids even when they're a bit older. So this was a dream come true for me. It was, um, yeah, I was absolutely (laughs) far out. Can't even get my words right. I was that excited. But yeah, I was ecstatic. That's what I'm looking for. So we did all the right things, like all the hormone levels and everything were tracking well. But when we uh, went for our scan, we got the news that every expecting parent fears. So... I'll never forget, you know, you're looking at that screen, you're sitting next to your wife, you're holding her hand, you know, you're just scanning from left to right, up and down, you're just expecting to see that little jelly bean, but after a while, the seconds felt like minutes while the doctor kept looking, and I got that feeling in my gut, like I knew what was coming before the doctor had even told us. So, yeah, I'll never forget that, I think we just, we walked out of the doctor's office, and we just sat in the car, and we just both broke down just having that news that just ripped away from us yeah it was absolutely devastating so along with that and a bit of a falling out with family I hit breaking point I was just so numb like I couldn't even communicate with Kayla properly I still had to show up to work and pretend like you know everything was okay still put that smile on my face which is why it makes it so hard for people to recognize when others have a you know, they're having a bit of a battle. Um, I mentioned in my last episode, one of the great things about mining is that, you know, you get to know your workmates just like their family or like your best friends. So it is quite easy in mining to sort of, or in those sort of rosters or work groups to notice when people start to act a bit different. But 
yeah, still didn't make it easy rocking up to work every day and having to put that smile on my face. Um, like I was so numb and, and absent that I, it didn't even cross my mind to be with Kayla for her operation and all the follow-up appointments. And I still kick myself to this day because it was just a, I was just so caught up in my shit. I didn't even stop to think what she might be going through as well. Like not just, not just mentally, physically, because yeah, it, yeah, it was a dick move by me and I still regret it to this day. Um, I started to have a lot of panic attacks and bad nightmares. It was always the same one as well. So I'd, there was so many times I'd just pull over on the side of the road onto way to work and I'd just, I'd just break down. There was even a real rough patch there. I used to just stare, stare down this same Stobie pole on the way to work. And, you know, I had, I just felt like I had no purpose in life anymore. And yeah, I just used to stare it down and go, you know, what if, like what's, what's holding me back? Um, so I never thought I'd need to go to talk to anyone professionally, but I felt that if I didn't, I'd lose my marriage and I'd spiral even further downhill. So eventually I got a doctor's referral and I uh, ended up going to a specialist. So I actually only went in for the one visit. Um, I don't really know why I didn't go back. I just guess I had that realization that I had to change myself and no one else was going to do that for me. So I only went for the one session, but saying that, it was awesome just getting it out in the open to someone without bias and just having that chat to someone that wasn't going to judge. So uh, I think it was a couple of months later, we got pregnant with Scarlett. Um, but obviously, after going through something like that, you sort of it's, all, it's always going to play in your mind that you know it might happen again. So it was hard not being able to fully enjoy it. But eventually, she was born, little Scarlet, um, by emergency C-section. So I was a bit of a stress head again. <laughs> I've always been a jack of all trades, but you know, you you're okay at a lot of things, but you're never really good at that one thing. But I decided at that point, when Scarlet was born, that no matter what I was going to do, I was going to be the best fucking father and best husband I could. So from then on like no matter what job I had or whatever I was doing or how much I hated it, it it didn't matter anymore it was just all part of a bigger goal which was supporting my family and you know bringing my kids up to be the best they can be it just goes to show like how much changing your mindset can help I'm in the same position at work um, you know still chipping away but I'm enjoying it a lot more because it is working towards that greater goal and I'm feeling much better today. I'm a much better person for it. My anxiety still affects me every now and then. So a lot of people I know, they might you know, notice that I struggle to make small talk. I've got a bit of low self-confidence, but it's um, definitely not to the magnitude that I had previously. So I don't know whether it was my job that initially started the downhill spiral. I, I don't really know, but... Um, I definitely miss those first signs of that stress. So I just really want to reiterate how bloody important it is to get on top of it early. And even if you're not experiencing stress or burnout now, it's best to be proactive and take up some of those self-care practices to make sure you don't fall into that hole. And for fuck's sake, talk to your friends and family because in a lot of situations, uh, those conversations are lifesavers. There's a lot of other helplines you can call um, or even websites you can look at if you need any information or help. So obviously everyone knows about Beyond Blue. 
There's Lifeline. So I think to make a phone call, it's obviously free, but to fund that and support the staff on the other end that are having those difficult conversations, I think each phone call is about $39. So um, all those donations and everything, all those fundraisers, they help an absolute shitload. Um, and there's other places like Headspace and the Black Dog Institute. They're doing really good things for mental health and raising awareness. So for FIFO workers as well on your Facebook and Instagram, there's this really cool page called Mindset, which is all about starting the chat and yeah, having those conversations with your friends or your co-workers. So yeah, I'll chuck some of those links and the contact details of those organizations in the description. If anything on this podcast has triggered any symptoms um, for anyone, feel free to contact those lines. Feel free to hit us up on Instagram. We're always open for a chat and willing to help absolutely anyone. I'm sorry it was a bit of a downer this week, but I just really wanted to give that insight into how bloody important it is to get on top of your mental health early and do those things to keep it in check. So next week, hopefully we'll... uh, brighten things up a bit again but thanks so much everyone for tuning in and all your support and messages i'm getting so so much support from all you guys and um yeah feel free to hit that subscribe button so you're getting all the regular updates when we upload a new podcast and yeah thanks once again um we'll see you next week cheers